Good morning, Gateway family. Thank you so much for joining us today this way. We're, we're obviously wishing that we could have been together in person today, uh, but right now as we're filming this uh, in advance, it's Saturday afternoon, we want to go ahead and, and just share some things with you, and we're going to feel really foolish if when you're watching this, absolutely nothing is happening <laughs> weather-wise, but we thought it'd be the wise choice just to be on the safe side to go ahead and get this done. So uh, thanks for tuning in with us today, and I've and, uh, got Stephen here with me today to help me out. So, Stephen, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me this morning. It's, it's fun to do something different. So, I, I'd, I'd rather be with everybody, but we'll make the most of it. We will. We will. Absolutely. So, as we were talking about this, we want to jump into some scripture in a little bit, and, and uh, we're going to come back uh, next week. So, we had planned today to have our emphasis on true love. And what is true love? We're going to bring our wives up here, so yeah. the stage is going to be a lot prettier. That's for sure. Next week than it is this week, because we decided to push that back a, uh, a week, because we didn't want to miss out on that. But uh, you and I can go through some stuff today, starting with just, let's just talk a little bit about what we see God doing. And we'll jump into uh, Romans chapter 8 here in a minute, yeah. share some scripture together. But we just wanted to share, as we were talking some, how excited we are about some of the stuff that, that we see happening. And one of the biggest things uh, this past week, we, uh, you know, we've been emphasizing a few different priorities for our church. The first one that we talked about was the importance of inviting people to Christ and inviting people to church. And um, we, we've seen people and heard people talking about doing that, but we actually got to see that this week as uh, one of our students brought a friend who ended up uh, coming to know Christ, trusting Christ this, this week. All of that happened pretty quick, and it was just really encouraging to me to see that happening, and it was a great reminder for me that God, God's working and God wants to draw people into a relationship with Himself. That was just a cool thing. Yeah, it's, it's really exciting just even taking a step further of, of you know, a couple weeks ago uh, being able to go through evangelism training with some yeah. of our key leaders, yeah. and, and we see when we make those things an emphasis, you know, the Holy Spirit starts to work, and, yeah. and to see that was really neat this, this past week. Yep, absolutely, for sure. Well, I know you've had some other cool yeah. experiences. I guess yesterday you had a chance to go um, to one of the, the, the ministries we partner with. Tell us a little bit about that, if you would. Yeah, so we had, over the past several months, we've started a, a partnership with a ministry in Dallas called Our Calling, and it's a homeless ministry um, that focuses on replenishing the dignity um, to those that, that don't have homes. Um, it, it focuses on the discipleship and, and you know, leading them to Christ. Mm -hmm. um, and through what, how they do that is through different resources and, and opportunities they have um, to be able to help them. And with this weather coming in, uh, they, they emailed me earlier in the week and said, be praying for us. We're having to shift a, a focus a little bit. And so on Friday, I had the opportunity um, to go and check out their facility, which is absolutely incredible. Um, and it was really neat to be able to see everything that goes into what they do to help to make sure they have um, food and clothing and, and uh, the resources they have to be able to, um, to, to make it. Um, but they're really nervous at this time with this weather coming in um, because getting them shelter is a question of life and death um, for them. Yeah. And so they've partnered with the city of Dallas and they're opening up the convention center. They're going to be moving thousands of homeless people, men, women, and children, into the convention center, into some local hotels. Um, and so they've been working 24-hour shifts for the, all this week. And will continue to work 24-hour shifts um, in the week ahead as this weather approaches um, to make sure that they have shelter and heat. And there's a lot that goes into that. And so what I found out while I was there is that their daily expense 
Um, operating cost during this time is around eight thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So, church, I'm excited. You know, thankful for your generosity. Our church was able to make a donation of eight thousand dollars. So, we over this next week, we're covering a day of their operating that's costs, awesome. and that's such that. a blessing. And and it 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 is a matter of life or death, and we were able to help with that. Yeah, that's so cool. And as Stephen said, that's because of you and and, and what you do. So, uh, and sometimes those things, you know, we don't always get to hear those stories or whatever. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, one of the other things that's just been encouraging to me has been um, the ability to just kind of try to stay connected with our our folks. And I know that this is a difficult time to stay connected right now. And that's one of the things I know some of our folks are here uh, back in person, some are not. And so it's just been important to us to try to stay connected. And we've realized in some cases, people have not been as connected as we would like. And when we hear those stories, you know, it just really pulls at our heart uh, because that's not, you know, that's not what we want. But, but then we have been able to also just hear some good stuff of reaching out and just hearing where people are at. And so that's been that's been something for me that's just been encouraging this week. So yeah, and you know, that's the thing about community is we're, we're better together and we can accomplish um, a lot more when we're together. But sometimes it takes that that effort of uh, checking on one another and, and lifting one another up and just praying for one another. Um, and that's what we're here for. And, and we're here to to be um, brothers and sisters in Christ. And, and that takes taking those steps to be together. Yeah, it does. And that's what we want to encourage for you, you know, wherever you find yourself, whether you're normally here with us in person, whether you're at home, it's just to, to take those steps toward being connected because that's huge. And and part of what, to me, helps us stay connected is just hearing what God's doing, you know, and just hearing those stories of how God is working through our people, through our church, and, and sharing some of those with you. In fact, we have another one we uh, want to share with you. This was going to be part of our uh, what is true love emphasis, but we thought, well, we can let it stand on its own today and give you a little taste of this, a little teaser, yeah. a great testimony, and then we'll jump into more of this topic next Sunday. Um, but let's just take a minute and just enjoy this testimony from Jason and Sharissa Williams as they share some of their story and just some of the struggles they've been through, but how God has worked through that. So let's take a look. So in 2013, uh, Jason and I got married. We have been we had come to Christ the year before and had been living uh, a, a life of, of sin. We had had a, li- a child outside of wedlock. We were just living together and we just knew that wasn't right. So in addition to that, we had a lot of just problems. So we thought getting married would, would really help help uh, help with that. And so, you know, after the wedding, uh, unfortunately our problems continued. We were fighting all the time. And in our fights, we would blame each other. We would never take responsibility for what we brought to the table. And it was just, it was always the other person's fault. Um, and the fights were awful. I mean, we would say and the most horrendous things to each other and say names, call each other names. And it was just awful, things that we shouldn't have been doing. But, you know, pride, uh, pride really ran thick in the walls of our home. And it just continued to keep us broken. I thought to myself, over and over. I just don't understand how somebody who says they love me can can talk to me like this and treat me like this. So yeah, I mean, we tried marriage counseling and it, it just, it never seemed to work. Uh, we still had disagreements. Uh, we still had our massive blowouts and walls would go up again. And, and you know, they just never seemed to come down. And uh, it was so hard. I mean, it was It was very hard. Each of us were trying to be better though. We were still trying to make Christ we try to follow Christ, make him the center of our marriage, work on our marriage, be better parents to our son Jaden. And but we, we were we were in an unhealthy cycle. It just it, it seemed to 
you know, once or even more, you know, per month, you know, we would have another blowout and it was, it was bad. Oh my gosh, yeah. it was, it was awful. And so much so that it, uh, after years of going through just the hurt and the anger and the resentment, I finally, we had had a fight. It was awful. And I just, I was done. Yeah. I mean, fortunately the, the church was, was going through re-engage fall of 19, 2019, uh, we attended and I mean, that was six and a half years into our marriage, but it was very impactful. I mean, it was it was amazing. I, we both recommend anybody, any married couple to go through that. And even if you're not married, I mean, it's amazing to, to learn how to deal with relationships. And we, we learned a lot from it. One of the impactful things I took away was, uh, was a section where we, we took inventory of of uh, what we've done to our spouse in the past and, and really tried to take a step back, put ourselves in their shoes and sympathize with our spouse and, uh, and apologize and, and ask for forgiveness. And then for that to be reciprocated uh, where our spouse you know, chose to, to forgive us for that. It was, it was a big deal. It, it really was. And, and it was at that point that walls, I saw walls starting to come down. Jason, Jason softened his heart towards me in a way that I hadn't experienced before. And, you for, know, for both of us. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was awesome. And, you know, God didn't uh, give us each other to, to to curse us. You know, he, he gave us each other to be, you know, provision. And so marriage has really taught us so much and has really sanctified us. And so, you know, today I'm proud to say that we have that emotional intimacy that, that we both desired and wanted. We have a connection, the deeper connection and, and, authenticity with each of us together you know it's true love you know and we're just we're just in a good place yeah yeah I mean disagreements you know they're no longer huge fights practice humility and grace with one another we communicate expectations which is important for any relationship for that matter and you know honestly it, it, it if it had not have been for you know us to, to to seek to place Christ at the center of our marriage and surrounding ourselves with other believers who have poured into us, we, we wouldn't be where we are today. Uh, I mean, we're just so eternally thankful for, for Pastor Blake, Debbie, and just the church. You know, we, we, we love our church and, and pray that we can help others in the same way that, that we were helped. Love you, babe. Love you. I, I hope that you're encouraged by that as much as we are, you know, and it, it, it is awesome to see how God does work, and He does. He does do His work, and you know, hearing those kinds of stories to me really lifts me up. Yeah, and hear that story, and just to hear what the church meant to them, yeah. um, how how when God uh, convicts and takes over, and then the church actually being a resource and having an opportunity um, to for for our people to be able to have their marriages restored through the things that are happening here right. is just so exciting for me. Absolutely, and and it is good to to hear those other stories and talk about what God's doing there. But before we jump in, and we are going to get into Romans 8 here in just a minute, but let's just make it personal for a minute. Tell me what, for you, you know, we don't talk about ourselves all that much and yeah. what's going on with us, but tell me kind of what God is doing in, in your life and in your family these days. Yeah, it, you know, it's been a, a hard year, as yeah. it's been for everybody, but it's also been a really great year that I've seen God um, work in my house, you know, I think unlike I've ever seen before. I've, I've, I'm starting to see my boys... Um, connect with God on a, on a different level where they're asking questions and, and seeking in to, to see um, really how big God is. And so often they'll ask me questions like, is he bigger than our house? Is he bigger than the sun? 
but for me, like they're they're thinking through just the enormity of of who this God is, and that's exciting for me. And mm-hmm. to have Carly, you know, be so little, but to see them take care of her and just see that 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 Christianity start to live out in their faith and how they take care of their sister as well is huge. And just to even see Natalie is just so on fire. Um, for the Lord right now, and she always is, but there's just something different right now, um, and to see that passion in her, and it's encouraging, you know, for me uh, to be a pastor, you know, you want that for your family, but to see it start to happen is is really neat. Yeah, it is, and I'll tell you just observation on my part, because Natalie was able to to share with this individual we talked about that ended up coming to know Christ, I, I think that's the most excited I have ever seen her in yeah. the time that I've known her, just beaming of, man, look, God opened the door to be able to share the gospel with this person. So, yeah, yeah. that's that's really cool to yeah, see that kind it's, of stuff. It's neat to see at a place where we can be filled up through our church, but to be able to invest what we've been learning, and I think right. that was the neatest thing for me to see that in, in her. Like She has so much wisdom to get, and then when she had that opportunity and the Holy Spirit moved, yeah, she was, yeah. She was pumped. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, that, yeah, kind of the same, I, I guess, with us. Um, you know, we, we're coming off of the holidays and uh, had some great time with our with both of our girls back. Uh, so uh, both of our girls, of course, are away at college now, and uh, we had a little window of time where we were able to enjoy them both at home. We even had a chance to get away together as a family, have a little vacation that kept getting postponed uh, due to COVID stuff, and we were able to do that. And so that was good. I uh, had a great a uh, little season there. I'm sure most of you probably that are watching know our, our youngest daughter, Autumn, is going through cancer treatments and some sometimes feels better than others, And uh, but just had a really good about four or five weeks over Christmas, over our vacation time. Her energy level was good. Her pain was much lower, and uh, now she's gone back to school, and you know, some days are better than others. It's, right. it's you know, sometimes it's still a bit of a struggle, and uh, to be honest, that's, you know, that's always our biggest challenge is um, you know, just kind of the ups and downs that come with that and uh, knowing that, you know, when our baby girl isn't feeling so good, we're not feeling right. so good either. But uh, but for the most part, you know, it is encouraging Brooks back in nursing school again and doing great and uh, already, you know, in the thick of that. And so, uh, and of course, Sean is just amazing. We're um, actually enjoying, you know, people ask me all the time about the empty nest and girls, if you're watching, I do miss you when you're gone. <laughs> But I kind of like it, too. You yeah. know, it's kind of been nice, uh, especially when they're doing good. When they're doing good, I'm really good. But uh, so we're enjoying that phase as well. So I wouldn't know good. anything about that yet. I still have yeah, a few you got more a long years, way to go, brother. But, but but we're missing Brooke and Autumn as well. It, it was sad to see Autumn leave yeah, the other days. Like we, you know, always crave more time with them. When That's they're true. Here. Yeah. And we do miss some of those stages, which are, I, I told Stephen earlier, I'm like, if it snows as much as they say it's going to. I might be showing up at his doorstep saying, can I borrow your children? Because I got to have kids to play in the snow yeah. with, you know, so. And we, we might have them ready at the front door and just usher them <laughs> out and them close the out. door behind them. <laughs> Come back in a few hours, right? <laughs> well, let's jump into some scripture together. Romans chapter eight. And if you want to follow along with us, uh, we're just going to, I don't know how far we're going to get into this. We'll see. We'll see how it goes, but we're going to start with the first four verses. So uh, Steve, why don't you read uh, verses one through four to yeah. get us going there, if you would. It says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, uh, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do in it that it was weakened by the sinful nature. God did by sending his own son in, in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. And, and so he condemned sin in sinful man 
in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us, who do not live according to the sinful nature, but according to the Spirit. Good stuff. I, you know, that very first verse to me, that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That just always resonates so much because one of the things that I see, you know, I mean, I, certainly it applies in my own life and all, but I see this in a pastoral role, and I'm sure you do too. So many people struggle with this just self-condemnation, I guess yeah. is a way to put it. You know, I mean, we, we know that we're sinful. We know that we fall short of God's standard. But I think sometimes we miss the fact that if we are in Christ, He has taken that condemnation from us and we don't have to carry it anymore. Yeah, well, and I think that's, that's the thing that, you know, the enemy will convince us of. If we're not good yeah. enough, guilt sets in and it stops us from pursuing that righteousness that, that only comes from God. And when we live in a way that has no condemnation, right. you know, we understand that we fail, but God never does. Right. And that is the most freeing thing that could ever happen to yeah, us. It really is. I mean, just the gospel message itself to me. I mean, I think it's so hard for us to get past the, you know, we, we earn what we get kind right. of thing. So if we do bad, we earn bad. If we do good, we earn good. And just realizing that's not the case and. Gosh, there's so much freedom in that. Yeah, you know? it's, it's hard to let go of that control, but when yeah. we do, there's, like yeah. you said, there's, there's freedom there. There is, there is for sure. So, yeah, and and he talks about that, you know, um, uh, just the what the law was powerless to do, being weakened by the flesh that God did by sending Christ, and and uh, you just love that. Even verse four, verse four, in, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us, who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Just that reminder to me of, you know, it's not that God just turns the other way and says, it's okay. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the righteous requirements of the law have to be met. Um, but that's what Jesus did mm -hmm. on our behalf. Yeah. And that he thought so much of us that he would send his son to do that. It's just, it, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it is. It is. But that's, that's, that's encouraging stuff. Let me, let me continue on verse 5 says, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. This to me is just such a clear dichotomy of, you know, those that, 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 that live in the realm of the Spirit, those that live in the realm of the flesh. I think you had a great thought coming on there. <laughs> yeah. I may have cut you well, off. Just, what you... just even of what we were talking about in those first four verses, just even the moments when we fail, when we're trying to pursue God, that there's still the, this pleasure in Him that we get to run to Him. You know, I've used this example before of like when my boys get hurt or when, when Carly falls and gets hurt, the first thing they do is run to me with their arms out, even though they're living a situation that is such yeah. a struggle and, and where even if it's something they've done wrong and they feel that condemnation, it leaves when they're wrapped in the Father's arms. Right. And that, that, that pursuit of Him is what He seeks in us. Yeah. And I think that's just so powerful. How do you feel about that when they run to you with those arms? Oh, open? it's I'm, I'm the, the biggest hero on the face of the planet and that... that knowing that I'm their sense of comfort right. brings me so much joy. Yeah. And that even in my failure, when I run to God, that brings him joy. Yeah. And that 
that's what it takes to make our father happy is just us. Yeah. Like that's, that's incredible. Yeah. That's huge. And just, yeah, I mean, I think we always talk about how we glorify God. And I think a lot of times we maybe think of that in, in a lot of different terms, but one of the best ways to glorify him is to run to him, right? Yeah. And to acknowledge I've, I desperately need you. And that does, I think it does bring him a lot of joy. That's it good stuff. So, yeah. What do you think it says, or, or, or what do you think it means here when it's talking about the different mindset? You know, some have their mind set on the flesh, what it desires. Some have their mind set on what the Spirit desires. What, what do you think that looks like, the difference yeah. between those? You know, I, I think our, our sinful nature is we desire um, to, to be significant or we desire monetary value. And that's what we even place our own value in is the things that we have or the things that we feel like we need. And when we get so wrapped up in pursuing those things, that's all that matters. And if that's what matters, then, then God doesn't come into that equation. And, yeah. you know, I think that's, that's when we start making idols out of things that, you know, you talked about that a little yeah. bit last week. Uh, those idols come into play, and, and, and God can't be the God we need Him to be. Yeah. And that's something I just, you know, when I hear that or, or read that, I guess, your mindset on that, that's something I think is just a great point of reflection for each of us is where is your mindset? Mm-hmm. You know, is, is it set on the things of God or is it set on the things of the flesh? And, um, you know, it's one or the other. And, of course, we know what it ought to be. Yeah. Um, but that's really a lot of what this is all about to me is how do we get ourselves to start setting our minds on the things of God, you know, and making that our priority there. And, and certainly when we do, there's a significant difference. You know, the mind governed, verse 6, the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, gee, that's, that's not a very difficult choice. <laughs> Which yeah. one would you rather have? <laughs> yeah, and I think that's, you know, it takes sacrifice to pursue God like that. But the result is, like yeah. you said, is life and peace, where if we pursue the things of this world, you know, it might give us instant gratification, but there's no long-term peace in, right. and it comes from instant gratification. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's true. I mean, when I think about peace, a lot of times the, the deepest peace I've ever experienced have been at times when it's most challenging, mm-hmm. right? When you're running toward God yeah. uh, and, and experiencing that embrace of God, that's where real peace comes from, not just from life being easy and everything being good, so... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, you want me to do 9 through 11? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. You, however, are controlled, not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit. If the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin, yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the Spirit who lives in you. Yeah, I think that's incredible in verse 9. It says, You, however, are controlled not by sinful nature, but by the Spirit. If the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong in Christ, is, again, just that, that repetitive part about this, of, of that there's freedom in knowing who Christ is. Mm-hmm. And through knowing who he is, that sinful nature is, is, is put at bay. You know, not that we would ever sin right. again, not that we will ever have a, a challenge ever again, 
but because we are within Christ, we start to see that righteousness that can only come out of him start to play out. And I think talking about the things that happened in, in the life of our church this week of somebody coming to know Christ, um, being able to help and bring dignity to those who are, are struggling right now, that being a part of our Christian nature becomes our pursuit. And it's not sinful nature anymore. If we're focused right. on the things of Christ, it's harder to stay focused on the things of this world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, this, you know, it's just so clear to me, too, in verse 9, when he's talking about, uh, he says, if indeed this, the Spirit of God lives in you, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. So it's, you know, it's very clearly those that, that know Him mm-hmm. have the Spirit in them. Those that don't, don't. And there is a significant difference there. Uh, if, verse 10, Christ is in you, it says that even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life. And then you read on, it's like you know, that there's, there's even, verse 11, I think, where it talks about even our bodies will be brought back to life through God. So He redeems everything. Yeah, absolutely everything. And again, those are things that are outside of our control other than knowing and pursuing God. Yeah. And He takes care of the rest. Right. Yeah, that's good. Verse 12, therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in His sufferings, in order that we may also share in His glory. This obligation that we have, it is an obligation. That word probably sounds a little punitive, maybe, a little negative. You know, obligation, do this because it's your obligation um, but when I read this too, that's, that's really not, um, that's not all the story that I'm getting here. You know, it's the, we do have an obligation. That is true. I mean, we, I think about what scripture says, first Corinthians six talks about, you're not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore honor God with your bodies. You know, we, we do belong to him if we've given our life. So there is an obligation there. Um, but there is also a great, uh, sense of, 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 kind of becoming who God has really created us to be right. when we live according to the Spirit as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the completion of that gift of, yes, there's, there's an obligation, but that obligation brings peace and, and, and brings life. And through that fulfilling that obligation, we, we live in a place that God wants us exactly. Right. And at verse uh, 15 says that one of the things that happens is that we don't live in fear again. Yeah. You know, and I'm thinking that that is, gosh, right now especially, right? I mean, we, we it's just been, it seems like one thing after another, mm-hmm. you know, that, that just keeps happening, keeps happening, keeps happening. And it's very easy to begin to retreat into a spirit of fear. Um, but that's not, that's not what God has for us, is yeah. it? Yeah. Well, and if, if we lived in that place our church wouldn't be able to provide the resources that we're providing. You yeah. wouldn't be able to see the blessing of those yeah. who never knew who Jesus Christ is 
to come into it. If we retreated into fear, yeah. we don't get to see you know the Holy Spirit at work. We don't get to see God at work. Right. And and I, I think it's a uh, that that fear can blind us yeah. to to what God is really calling us to to do and to and how to live. Yeah. That's exactly right. And then the flip side to that is a, a lot of what allows us to get beyond that fear is at the end of that verse in 15, it says, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. That, that makes me think back to your illustration as a dad, right? Little kids, um, the sweetest name you ever hear is daddy, right? Yeah. I mean, that's your dad. That, that just does something to you to, you know, to hear, um, to be called by that name and to think we have that level mm-hmm. of intimacy with God. Yeah. I mean, that, that's crazy. Well, and that's, you know, I think to, to when this faith became real to me when I was 13, you know, before that, I, I lived as though I was a Christian. Like, I, I prided myself, I had prided myself of doing the right things, saying the right things, not being mean. And then I had this revelation of, like, I, I remember I, I stole a pair of socks from a friend of mine. And all of a sudden, I became a, a thief. No more of what I did before, you know, was good enough. And I had this need for God as a Savior. And the only thing I could do was cry out to Him, Father, save me, because I was hurt. You know, my, my soul was injured at that point. And He's the only one that could comfort me. And I think that's what salvation is. Of We, we walk around thinking like, we, we have everything together, but we can't do anything about our eternity except turn to Him. Right. And that, you know, this section of verses just makes that so true for me because I remember that moment when I had to cry out to Him and just, you know, Father, save me because yeah. I can't do this on my own where my reality before that is I thought I could do it all by myself. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. And it's true for our salvation uh, coming, you know, to, to know him to begin with. But it's even true, we were talking a minute ago about that spirit of fear. The one thing that seems to comfort a child, you know, is is the touch of a parent, and specifically a lot of times a father that, that is there to, you know, have that presence and, and to say, you're okay, you know, I've got you. And um, it, it really does kind of blow my mind to think that we're talking about the God of the universe and he really is that close to us. He that really personal. has that level, that personal. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's an amazing thing in that, you know, I've said this before, and even just as me as a father, I'm going to fail my kids, but the freedom of knowing that even when I'm not around, my kids have a heavenly father to turn to. And even when I fail and I'm at my worst as a father, God redeems that, and they have a God that's perfect, and they have a Father that's perfect as well. And that is, is again, so much freedom and so much peace in that if even what I can't give my kids, my God who loves me personally and loves them personally can. Right. And that, that is an amazing feat as a God that created the heavens and earth, that he thinks that much of Stephen, and he thinks that much of Caleb and Caden and Carly and Natalie. Right. And you and your family and everybody at home, they are in yep. their families, that he loves them deeply and personally. He does. And as a result of that, and we'll just kind of end with, with this verse in 17, but where it talks about us becoming heirs with God. Yeah. I mean, gosh, to think that he has given that to us 
that He has given us, all the things that we're talking about, but even what we have to look forward to after this life, to know that heaven awaits those of us who trust in Christ, that, that we have been brought into His family, that He's going to share all of those things with us. Um, I mean, that to me is the greatest gift God could ever give us. And, and just that little reminder at the end of that verse, you know, that we are co-heirs with Christ. It says, if indeed we share in His sufferings, in order that we may also share in His glory. And so that's really the, the encouragement that I want to leave you with today is if you find yourself going through a challenging time, if there is some level of suffering that you're enduring, uh, to just know that, that God hasn't abandoned you, that you have a Father who loves you, who is walking beside you, is walking with you through it, and, and eventually you will share in His glory. And it's worth it. So just, just continue on. And if you don't yet have a relationship with God through Christ, then we would urge you to take that step of faith to say, I want to give my heart to you. I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to claim you as my father. I'm going to turn my life over to you, put my, my faith in Jesus alone for my salvation, and I'm going to be a part of this family. If there's something like that, a, a next step, whether it's to trust in Christ for the first time, maybe it's to take a next step of involvement. Maybe it's to say, I need to plug into the body of Christ. I need to join this church. I need to find a place to serve. I need to be to undergo believer's baptism. Whatever that looks like, we want to encourage you to respond the same way we encourage you to respond every week. And that is to just text the word response to the number that you see on the screen now. And what that'll do is generate a little form that we can get back to that'll send back to you. You can let us know what God is doing and what your next step is, and that'll allow us uh, to come alongside you and to be there for you. So I want to pray with us, and then I want one more thing before we, before we wrap things up here that we want to encourage you to do that I think is going to be kind of cool. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for, for the opportunity uh, today to worship together and to open your word together. We know it looks a little different than it normally does, but I, Lord, I'm kind of excited about that, just the, the, uh, the, the, the different flavor and, Lord, just the thought right now of families uh, worshiping together even on a day where it's difficult to get out we can still worship together and I thank you for that and Lord I pray that you would do your work in the heart of each person that you want to do in Jesus name we pray amen, amen. so uh, you know what we didn't even talk about anything along the lines of closing thought stuff before yeah. we kind of extend that one last invitation is there anything we need to know as far as food items or anything that we're focused on this week that we need to know about? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for our closing thoughts today is, is you know, our prayer focus for this week. Let, let's just pray that we live in the peace and the freedom of, yeah. of coming to know who Christ is. And that allows us um, to be bold about sharing our faith with others as well. Um, as far as what we can do this week, so there won't be an item to pick up um, this week, but if y'all can keep praying for our calling um, and the vulnerable people in our community um, that, that that ministry is helping. And again, thank you, church, for the ability for us to be able to come alongside to make sure that they are, are able to extend that help um, to them as well. But let's pray for those vulnerable communities because when weather like this approaches, it, it's, it's dangerous um, for us that, that when we even have shelter, 
it's dangerous for them. And like I said, it's a matter of life or death. So they could really use our prayers this week. Absolutely. In fact, let's do that together in just a moment. We're going to pray together, and that'll wrap us up today. We might have Stephen lead us through a prayer specifically for that. But here's what we want to invite you to do. As soon as we finish praying together, uh, I sent out an email that you should have uh, received if you're on our email list with a link on it. If you're not, you can go to our website, gatewayonline.org. And on the, the, the main homepage, there will be a Zoom link. We don't have the chance to say hello to you on your way out today, so we thought it'd be kind of cool. And I'm kind of hoping, as we're pre-recording this right now, that maybe it'll be snowing when we're watching this, and that would be kind of fun. Uh, but click on that little Zoom link and just stop in and say hello, and then we can pray together there as well. We thought that'd be kind of a fun way to connect since we aren't together in person. But Stephen, if yeah. you wouldn't mind, uh, lead us in prayer, and this will wrap us up. For sure. Lord, I just come before you today. I thank you so much for the opportunity um, and the technology that we get to be together, even though we can't be together this morning. Lord, I, I just pray that your word uh, rings true in the, the ears, the hearts, and the minds of your people. Lord, I pray that you lead us to boldness to be able to share who you are with others, Lord. And I just lift up um, our calling to you today. I, I lift up Wayne, and I lift up Patrick and the rest of the staff that is working so diligently to take care of the homeless in our community, Lord, to restore dignity, to give them the things that they need um, to literally be able to survive um, through this. And Lord, I just pray through that opportunity as they are, are funneling them into uh, the convention center over the next several days, I pray for the opportunities that they have to be able to share exactly who Jesus Christ is uh, and that there, there's nothing more dignified than to knowing that we are heirs uh, along with God, that he calls us our children. So, Lord, I pray for salvations in the midst of this. I pray for lives to be saved through the efforts of the people at our calling. And, Lord, I'm thankful for this church and the, how you've blessed it and given us the opportunities to be able to step in uh, to, to these um, situations where we can help um, and to help uh, quickly, Lord. And so, Lord, I just pray that you continue to guide us, that you continue to bless us, and that you keep us warm, and that you keep us safe, and that we look to you, and we give you praise and glory and honor through the blessings that you give us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you again for joining us today. And now stop by and click on that Zoom link. Come, come see us and say hello. Thanks for being here today. Thank you, church.